Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. Got new things going on again today. We got a three-way conversation, first one ever. We got Bubba, a.k.a. David Sabit from Sabit Outdoor for Survival, back in the house with us in the studio. Hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> and all the way from the great Canada, we got Mr. Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. What's up, Nick? Hey, what's going on, guys? Not a whole lot, man. How are you doing today? Pretty damn good. I wouldn't complain. Good deal, man. How is it up there in Canada? I know you got some free time today because I screwed up your schedule. What, did you make any use out of it? No, that's all good, man. I had a bunch of shit to do. I got it taken care of. Everything's good. No worries. Uh, here, we're doing good. Spring's, spring's full blown. Hey. It's beautiful weather. No more snow. It's actually pretty early this year, too. So take advantage of that. <clears throat> we have actually gotten to the point in Georgia we don't have a spring at all, ever. Or, or a fall. You guys have what summer year round? Well, no, we got winter. It gets cold as hell. Well, no. for us, it gets cold. We got hot and not so hot. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> literally, yeah. one day it'll we go get from. Uh, go ahead. What was that? So, literally, one day we can be have a high of around fifty, and for us, that's that's hoodie weather. You know, that's getting chilly. <laughs> and the next day it'll be in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, but uh, wouldn't change it. Sure, wouldn't want to be a part of no snow nowhere. Yeah, no, we got a we got a ton here, but this winter we actually had a a mild winter, if you'd say. There wasn't that much snow. It came late and it left early. It could have been a better winter for me, anyways. But yeah, not are, everybody has that same opinion. Are your, are your snow hills back open yet? I know you're a big fan of snowboarding, right? Yeah, yeah, snowboarder and. Uh, Everything got shut down because of COVID again. Like towards the middle of the season, everything got shut down for five weeks. And then right at the end of the season, like for spring riding, everything got shut down again. So we didn't get much riding in. Yeah, they, they, not much snow either. They called us having a shutdown, but nobody did anything. We had the shelter in place orders and all that stuff, but everybody was an essential worker. So life never changed here. Yeah, I know. A whole lot changed here, that's for sure. But uh, it is what it is. You got to take it and handle it and get through it. So you're full-time knife maker now. What were you doing? Uh, I know COVID caused your layoff, right? What were you doing before you were into the knives full-time? I was working in a furniture shop where we did a, we did a lot of kitchen cabinets and we did a lot of hotel furniture, mainly hotel furniture uh, for Hilton's and Marriott's and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, and a bunch of other stuff that we did there too, like uh, hardwood stairways and all that stuff, hardwood flooring. But it was a woodworking shop, and I've always been into carpentry and woodworking. So, whatever work was available is what I had at that point. And uh, I'd been there for about a year, and then COVID hit us right in the face, and everything shut down, and that's when I started making knives. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's good that you had that to fall back on, too. Yeah, well, I didn't have much to fall back on because I had absolutely nothing when I started making knives. I didn't even have a 1 by 30 grinder. I only had like a 4 by 36 grinder, which was garbage. Uh, and I had a paint can forge uh, well, that I had made. You've moved up a little bit since then, then huh? 
Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I'm on my third grinder right now. Like I just got a, a grinder from Daryl Belknap, his uh, Arabic uh, H2 grinder, and uh, that would be my third grinder in a year that I've owned. Damn, I've seen some cool stuff. Yeah, I sold my paint can forges though. Yeah, no, that's what that's how I started, man. The paint can forge with uh, two. Uh, Two torches in there, and that's it. And then the demand was there, and then I got a Devil's Forge off the of eBay, and then I built a forge, and then I started just I built a uh, well, I built a grinder from Bride, the Revolution two by seventy two. I built that too. You know, I'm just up in my game. I bought some cheap VFDs. I upgraded to a better VFD. I know better tools. You've got a small shop, square footage wise. Uh, I think yours is actually a hair smaller than mine. What kind of power are you uh, working eight. with in a building like that? I'm full powered. Like I have my own, my own. Uh, I have a box in here that leads to the house. I got my 220 in here and everything, and I'm on my own circuit in the house. So oh, awesome. I'm all good here. That works out. Good. Yeah, I got. I could hook a welder up. I got my CFDs running. I got. Everything, no problem. Yeah, I'm actually working on getting uh, 220 run to my shop right now. I had an electrician come out and look at the panel. And what's going on in my house, I've only got a 100-amp main in the house, but I've got a 200-amp service on the outside of the house. So they're going to have to uh, patch into that outside thing, and they'll be able to run 220 with another 100 amps down to the shop. But out to the shop, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I had to run like a good uh, 300 feet, um, about 300 feet from the house. So I had to run wire from the house to here, and then wire the whole shop up. Yeah, I learned a lot doing that because I had no like I'm a carpenter, woodworker, drywaller, and I had no electrical knowledge whatsoever except for you turn the light switch on and the light goes on <laughs> but i wired my, yeah i wired my whole shop i first yeah i had a i had somebody give me a hand wiring it now everything i do now i do it on my own you know so i learned a bunch of shit doing that too that's the scariest part to me about buying one of these grinder kits um like i told you last night brian house is awesome i got tons of respect for him as a person and as a maker but man that kit it's just over my head. I see so many messages on the uh, on the DIY belt grinders group that he has. And it's every day somebody's asking, how do I wire this to that? And what do I put this motor with this BFD? And which wheels do I use? And, man, it just seems Yeah, a like bunch a of people, like, everything's been, like, grinders and knife making since COVID started. Like, in the past year, like, I'm sure knife making exploded, like, big time. Like, yeah. Definitely. I bet you they've never seen knife making this intense since the beginning of knife making, <laughs> yeah. if you want to put it that way. Because even here, where I'm from, uh, one, two, three, we're three local bladesmiths here. And uh, me and this older fella, he's a retired from the railway company, as Jill Pelletier from Pellet Knives. Um, he started pretty much at the same time as I had, but he had like a he had taken a few classes, and I think he actually took one with Nick Rossi out in Maine. And um, anyways, uh, we started pretty much at the same time. 
And then this other kid joined in like last November, I think, from uh, all in. Oh, Christ, give me a second. I don't want to. If I'm going to give a shout out, I'm going to make it right, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you get it wrong, you don't know who you'll be talking about because somebody's got that name no matter what you Yeah, say. no, I, I hooked it up. It's Falling Leaves Lee, Woodworking okay. on Instagram. And uh, he's this younger kid. He's in his early 20s. And um, I woke up one morning and I got a message from a friend and they were like, oh, look, you got competition in town. I checked out the kid's page and he's making knives. And I didn't see him as competition at all. You know, I got in touch with him and I asked him, I was like, you know, what's up, man? He's like, well, what do you got going? What do you have? Do you need anything? You know? And then I was looking on selling my first grinder then. So he ended up buying my first grinder. I hooked him up with like 75 Jews belts that were still usable. Um, I hooked him up with a bunch of handle material. I hooked him up with a, a Devil's Forge, which was brand new because I had two. And uh, I, like I said, I didn't see him as a competition at all. I just welcomed him, welcomed him into the knife-making community, Yeah, which which is a great place if you ask me. So like, There's no room that's for That's what I like about being a no, there isn't. There's nobody stabbing anybody with a fucking knife being a knife maker. You know how fucking ironic can it be? Can I swear? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we are unedited. <laughs> yeah, okay. Unedited. There's no politics. <laughs> I try to steer clear of that crap because I don't want to land on one side. Yeah, no, no, definitely no politics here. We can stop <laughs> talking about politics right now. Deal. <laughs> Deal. On that note. It's not my thing. How long have you been doing this? I didn't hear that. I've been doing it for a year. Wow, that's impressive. Ever since, like I said, that COVID struck, I lost my job, I think, was March 25th or something like that. I restored a few old axe heads I had, and I handled them up. I made some handles for them. You know, that's something I'd been doing before, and I just had put aside. And then, uh, and then, like I said, I was into bushcrafting at one point, too, and make your own tools and everything. So I was like, okay, I'll make a knife. Made a shitty knife back then, but never really did anything about it until COVID hit, and that's when I started making knives full time. I've got over 150 orders in and out from my shop. Like I, I lost count; I stopped counting. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Good, that's sure. a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely a good thing. It's a good problem to have, I'd say, but um, it has its ups and downs, just like everything else in life, I guess. You know. Like an elevator ride, I guess, or yeah. if you go down. But uh, I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going with all of this. You know, I got to make this a legit business. I got, there's a bunch of things I want to do. I want to change my my ways of of uh, selling my product. Like I don't want to work on orders no more. I just want to create as a creator, as an artist, and you know, have like a newsletter at the end of the week or whatever, and have like four blades up or whatever or three. You know, just to keep my flow going keep things going and then just whatever comes, comes out of it. So are you, now are, you I taking, like I are you taking custom orders as they come or are you just building whatever you feel like it and putting it out there? Or is it a kind of a mix? I take, I take them as I come and I got about like, I'd say 17 to 20 orders ahead of me still. And I got five on the go right now. I randomly do bang out another blade in between like heat treats and handles and all that. And, uh, I could randomly those off actually. Uh, I've been hooking up local food bank. I hooked up a friend that had a, a brain surgery for uh, a tumor removal. Uh, and like I said, once I got a chance to hang out with another one, I'll probably help out the SPCA or something. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to try out that raffle thing. I'm going to have to get some tips from you. I, yeah, haven't, no, I haven't done that before. No, it went, uh, they went pretty good. You know, my first two were pretty impressive. I was blown away with those. The second one was chill, but I did that, like, I started it at Friday at noon, and I ended it at Saturday. I went live at Saturday at noon. So, like, and it was nice out, so there was nobody online. <laughs> and I didn't get as many sit, like, as many hits during the live because I keep it live and I keep on taking taking some spots and and uh, I ended up not doing as good as the first two but you know it's better than nothing yeah I've got a couple of blades laying around that's just kind of been sitting in the shop forever and um, let me ask your opinion on this because I mean it's just something I've been curious in and Bubba you can jump in on this too um, so you put something up for sale on your uh, on your page no matter what a knife leather whatever yep. Um, you yeah. you just mark something as available, and you go back. Now I've got about five hundred and five fifty somewhere in there. Most of my posts average around twenty five to thirty likes. Now, what do you do if you post something up? You say this is available, and you just hit it at the wrong time of day. You know what I mean? Every now and then you what post I something do? up, and it gets like six likes, and then by the time someone gets back on Instagram, they scroll. You know they've missed it. Do you take that down yeah, and repost or? To be honest with you, um, before I had an Instagram for pickle cutters, I had a group page trying to keep everything low profile and everything was working out that way. I had about a thousand people in my group. And uh, then everybody's like, oh, Instagram, Instagram, do an Instagram. It'll be fun. No, no, no. I was like, all right, I'll give an Instagram a try. I made an Instagram for pickle cutters. And I had the group on Facebook. Well, come to find out, you can't link a group with your Instagram page. It has to be a Facebook page, not a Facebook group. So now I had to recreate pickle cutters on Facebook as a page. So I could use Instagram with pickle cutters. Right. And uh, I maybe gotten, since I started making knives and pickle cutters, the page on Instagram has been there since I think October. Uh, from Instagram, I've maybe gotten three sales, I'd say. Like, if I would rely on Instagram for uh, orders, I'd be broken. I wouldn't be a knife maker right now. It's it's all over Facebook is where I get them. That's how I get it. I, I post to Instagram, yes. You know, I keep that inside there. And I share that to people cutters on Facebook. And then from there, you know, I'm maybe in like 50 knife groups from all over the world on Facebook. So I just reshare my pickle cutters page post to all these groups and I get hits from there. I'm, I have never done anything remotely like that. I'm going to have to steal your idea there. Go right ahead, man. Like that's what I like. People have asked me, how do you get all these orders and blah, blah, blah. And like you're banging out nice left and right and everything. Like not available because it's all orders. And that's what I tell them. It's like, I don't do it through Instagram. Like I have 500 and change, I think 530 something followers on Instagram. I landed two or three sales off of Instagram. And uh, a couple of them were actually local people that I know, like good friends of mine. So it's not like it was a sale from anywheres in the world. You know, I shipped one out from Australia. He obviously didn't just see me sitting around on the side side of the road with knives for sale, you know. 
was all over Facebook with my shit. Yeah, I've got uh, a couple hundred on, I think maybe three or four hundred on Facebook. But I think just about all I of used. my uh, Facebook page likes for JK Blades is, uh, you know, people that I've invited that were already on my friends list. So I guess I'm not growing that to yeah. the potential that is there, I see. Yeah, no, see, like I said, I I started my Facebook page. I had zero followers. And from October to last week, I hit 2,000 last week. Yeah. So October, November, December, January, February, March. It took five months to get to 2,000 followers on my Facebook page. Well, so do you have, like, a marketing so I, background or anything like that? I mean, something that kind of tells nothing. you which way to go? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, dude, I'm just... I'm all over the place. I'm curious. I'm, uh, I, I like to know what's going on when I'm into something. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of, uh, I get, I get intense with my shit when I do something. As you can see, like I said, I have a full blown knife making shop here with no lack of tools. I wish, you know, I had like a, a few other things I wish I had, but you know, like a press and all that, but later on down the road, maybe, but I don't like to fuck around and, Stick around, wait for shit to happen. They make it happen. That's obvious. Well, that's one of the things I noticed about Facebook. I'm not 100% sure about Instagram, but I won't like my own picture on Facebook when I post something, a picture, a video. And like the next day or three, kind of like you said, how do you know if somebody missed it? What I'll do is I'll like it. And most time you or the yeah, wife. Yeah, and that brings it back up. That brings it back up. Most time the wife will comment or yeah. you'll comment or one of my brothers will comment. Yeah. And then I. And and I'll use back that. Up again. Yep, I'll use that comment and like that comment the next day. And like he said, it'll bring that back up. So are we talking about Facebook That's or Instagram? Facebook. Okay. I don't know if Instagram does it. I want to say it does. I'm not sure, but I've noticed. No, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anybody like like Instagram. You see it go by. I think that's it. Like, that's it, it's yeah. The, yeah, it's, it's yeah. But I know Facebook, if you get engagements on it, because like you were saying, I don't get a whole lot of business off my Instagram. I've gotten a good bit from my Facebook, and I've noticed that when you like it or comment or it gets more interactions, it will come back up on people's feeds. I'm going to have to try that. I'm going to have to call you later, Nick, and talk about some of these little details that would be boring for the yeah, world. Yeah, no worries. Um, but uh, I like my last post I did, I'm just on Facebook real quick. Last post I did, I shared it to... Where are you? All right. It's got 20 shares. It's reached 7,992 people. Dang. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's and, impressive. In one day. And the picture is a bunch of belts. It's just belts. It's not even a knife. It's my shop and a bunch of belts. I saw that one. It's hanging off the side of the table or whatever. Yeah. And uh, my picture that I got the most, like, Inside over was a, a box, actually. It wasn't even a knife. It was a box. It was just a box shipping out to Australia, and it was my first international order. And uh, that, it got, like, over 12,000 views or something like that. I was like, what fucking box? Goddamn box with red tuck tape on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can never figure out humans. I because some of the coolest pictures yeah, I've Yeah, I know exactly. That's what I said, yeah. too. I had no clue what happened. I'll be like, this is the coolest picture I've got, man. I should have a 1,000 likes on this one. But no, the one where me looking dumb or something has got 5,000 likes, or like you said, the picture of a box. The, the one that yeah, a box. I did those two packages to mail out to somewhere, 
and it got more likes than like my past ten. I'm like, really? It's a picture of two Manila <clears throat> envelopes. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to try to up my Facebook game because y'all yeah. have got me punked right now. Well, you got me hooked on it. <laughs> Just find a box. Just find a box and post it on your Facebook. Yeah. Shit, I got boxes laying around yeah, everywhere. Post some packaging or something, man. For some reason, people love it. Yeah, I got boxes yeah. all over the place. No, I'm bad. And what I like, what I had started doing at one point, and I, like I tried figuring out why it's not working no more. Like on Instagram, what I do with my Instagram was I was uh, I'd make reels. You know how they have the the TV and the the reels and the stories and this and that. Well, I started making little thirty seconds, fifteen second clips with audio. That's the little short videos, or right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then I would share it to pickle cutters, and then I share that to the groups. You know, and uh, that was getting a lot of hits, and I was, it boosted my page pretty good. But then all of a sudden, that stopped working. And I have no clue why it just stopped working. I tried doing every like troubleshooting that I found online to, to make it work. Nothing worked. So uh, I went to TikTok for my videos. Oh, so I'm making huh? TikTok videos. Yeah. So now I got three fucking social media accounts, which I'd rather <laughs> not have at all. No, sir. So are you dancing three on TikTok? My or? personal one. Like, Huh? What was you, that? I said, are you dancing on TikTok? What, what we got going on over there? No, fuck that. No, <laughs> I don't dance. I just make them fucking nice videos. I'm grinding shit. I'm whatever. And I'm just, it's just like <laughs> put audio to my videos. <laughs> and, you know, and it's extra, it's extra, you know, people seeing me too. You know, it's more, more insight. It's, yeah, I've been I'm hearing a lot there. about I'm, TikTok and I've been saying I need to do it just for the exposure, man, but I can't. I can't dance either. No, but according to my wife, it's all hoes yeah. dancing. That's so, what I've heard. You, you don't have to dance. You don't have to dance on TikTok. You could just do it, <laughs> do your thing. No dancing involved. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out. Too. No, a lot of people actually use it too, because like um, one of my friends, she has a um, where I get all my skulls from from Big uh, Creations. Uh, she does all my oh, like I got a serious skull collection, but. Uh, I got a bunch in my shop too, and uh, she has TikTok and she has a bunch of plants and this and that. And she does a bunch of videos off of TikTok, you know. And she's the one that's like, you should give it a try. So once that Instagram deal started going bad, I like was like that wasn't working no more. I started TikTok, and it's actually it's all right. Like I don't even worry about who I have following me or whatever. I just really go there, and make my video, share it to Facebook. So you're kind of using that as like a video editing platform at the same time a little bit, huh? Easy peasy, yep. It's real quick. It's real simple. I don't have to do like, because when I do like my pictures for my knives, all my like photo editing and all that, like for Instagram so that my grid looks cool, not cool, but whatever. So it looks good. You know, like I've had comments, messages from people telling me my grid looks nice just because all my pictures have white borders. Yeah. You know, and all my my logos on there, tag two and everything. You know, like that process takes takes me like one picture takes me a good half hour before I'm done with it, and, uh, and have it posted and shared and everything. I got a good half hour to put in for one picture. The video is just about the same thing too. So you you, you have to put time into it, but consistency is key. So if you 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 can make it easy, make it quick. You know, you'll get around to getting up your one post per day. It's, you know, I've been lacking on that lately, but I actually took a week off 
I took a, a knee week, which I hadn't done in a year. So that's one of the hardest things. I, I'm always like, oh, Darren, did I post today? No, I was busy. Yeah. I'm always trying to remember. Yeah. And one guy was like, dude, yeah. you need to post um, three different things three different times a day. Like, well, one thing three different times a day kind of thing. I'm like, man, I can't remember to do one post today. Yeah, I, I have actually noticed. Yeah. I try to do at least one, and sometimes I'll try to do two or three. But I have seriously noticed if you skip a day without posting. It makes a difference. When you post your next one, oh, yeah. you're not going to get yeah. the, the light count and the, you know, what you was getting before. It it has to come back up. No, 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 no. It'll fall. You got to build it back up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I got two jobs and five yeah. kids, man. Come on. <laughs> I can't remember to do that every day. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – yeah, no, I can't blame you either. But it, but it matters. It really matters, and I'm does. trying to build something. No, yeah. it really does. Yeah, both y'all finally made it full time. Like what I do. Me. Yeah, I didn't go full time on purpose. Like, I got five damn, knives. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of like me right not now, going uh, – You got what? Speaking of me going full time not on purpose, let's talk about that sponsor real quick. We forgot that at the beginning. Wow, we're halfway oh. through it now. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, go ahead. J.K. Blades. J.K. Blades <laughs> is the official sponsor of the Hustling Ground Podcast. <laughs> This is my shameless plug for J.K. Blades. Support the podcast. Support a knife maker. Go to J.K. Blades on Instagram and get yourself a knife. Bubba's got his. You guys can check out pickle cutters too if you uh, if you're looking for something different. Yeah, check out pickle cutters for sure. And uh, save it outdoor survival. Obviously, check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I haven't. You just started following following me today. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just told me about your date. I had never seen your stuff, and I was like, ooh, I'll go check him out. And then, I, by the way, I like the, the Hunter. The Hunter. Next raffle, the Hunter. I want that. <laughs> the Hunter. Yeah, I was actually thinking the kitchen knife for my next raffle because, like, a lot of people, I'm sure I would probably get more hits on the kitchen knife because a lot of people see a hunting knife, and they're like, yeah, no, I don't need a hunting knife. Right. I don't need it. I just want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, the hunters. That's actually one of my the hunter and the the serb, my Serbian cleaver. Like those are my my like two biggest sellers. Yeah, I like, those. like I said, if I could clear if I could clear out all my orders without any orders coming in and get ahead of my work and have nothing on my order list, there's knives that will never be seen again that I will never make again. Dude, I've got and those are two. Those are two of them. I got a knife like, on my bench. As an artist, this would be like asking Picasso to paint the same painting over and over and over. And that's how I feel. <laughs> like, I'm sure he wouldn't take that shit. And oh, he knows that feeling, don't like, you? Oh, my God. The steak knife craze of 2020. And you got some more on the table now, don't yeah. you? Hey, but guess what? This set of steak knives is different. They, they're they completely well, yeah. They're not completely Diversity. different. Yes. No, See, that's what I want. Stuff. I want different. Well, man, I That's what through. I'm looking for is to create a different product, and I want to forge more compared to like, like stock removal is fine. Yeah, it's cool. You could make some crazy shit and everything, but as an artist, like I see this more as a passionate art to me than rather a job or anything. Like seriously, like I and having to grind out orders that are constantly the same blade and whatever, and like it got old. And it kind of put me in a rut at one point too, and that's where like I realized diversity is really a necessity in life. You know, to keep that balance to, to what you're doing, because you could take a passion and, and kill it real quick, and not even realize what's going on, because that's 
that's what happened to me with knife making at one point. You know, like I said, I took a week off last week. I'm just getting back into it because I was like, for a month, I was like fucking not dragging ass, but I wasn't in it. <laughs> but that's a year in, if there's anything I should have, but God knows what happened. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but it's definitely still going to be a thing. I'm not going to stop knife making. I just want to do it differently. I want to forge everything. I want to, I want to make it you know, the full art form of forging and making together. Yeah. I don't really do a whole lot of forging. I make some sand my billets, uh, cause I don't have a press or power yeah. hammer or nothing like that, but I do like setting the forge weld and that is a, that's a cool feeling, but I forge it out that's in my, and stock removal from that. That's in the near future for me. Like I, I want to do sand my, cause I, like I said, everything's hand forged and I ain't gonna swing like a, an ass trying to get layers and this and that and take a day to make a billet or two days or I've seen people take three days to hand make a billet and yeah. it's that's not you know that if you got nothing else to do that's fine <laughs> but it's not for me right. you know I, I need a press I need you know, the, I, the power hammer I could do without I just want to press and I'll get that eventually if not make one out of like a log splitter or something yeah, I've seen that several times. I've seen, People, yeah, I've seen it work and electric logs, electric log splitters, like little eight-ton log splitters. And it, it works. I saw one the other day for sale for like a couple hundred bucks, and I almost bought it for you. It was busted, but the uh, the piston all still worked. I was like, I know I can modify that into a press for him, and I, and I didn't. Oh, there's definitely something to be done with it. Well, I, I thought about the whole because – I've used lock splitters many times. You know, you hold it, and then when you go to release it, it does its weird little. It's probably a couple of seconds where it automatically tries to draw itself back. Yeah, and you got yeah, and then you got to double click the handle to try to make it yep. come back. And I was like, how could I, you know, circumvent that to make it so you can go hammer down, hammer down, hammer down, hammer down? And I couldn't figure it out. In my just, head, uh, so I scrolled. Yeah. The well, what I would do is I would just extend the. I would extend like they do it is they make the they take the, the cylinder the hydraulic uh, shaft and they extend the flat part there with the die and tool whatever there and they do the same with the splitting end so yeah. if you shorten the space in between both contacts you won't have as much travel like they're saying you know yeah. what you get what I'm saying yeah I see what you're saying yeah. but yeah I, I think it would be yeah. really cool so Bubba you're not a knife guy but uh, no. Nick have you heard of uh, I can't remember his name. His name is Tyler something. He's uh, Wolf Creek Forge, I believe is his name. No, I've heard of him. I, I believe it's Wolf I Creek. Think, I, I think, I think. I hope I'm Wolf getting this. Creek I'm pretty Wolf, sure Wolf Creek. Uh, but anyway, he he used to use a, a log splitter press. And he had tons of dies yeah. for it, interchangeable. He actually won Forged in Fire. Uh, he won oh, his cool. episode, and then he came back. He was on the military. I want to say he was I saw that with Army. Army, Navy, something. Right? Yeah. I, I think he was Army, but he won his episode, and then he came back and won the the champion of all four. Okay. So he, he ended up with like 60 grand. So obviously he got him a big blue and, you know, yeah. a brand new shot. But he he won it with a log splitter press. I mean, he was doing some awesome no, stuff. That, thing. I should have bought it. You could make it happen. <laughs> Like, everybody's on my case trying to get me to go to 
forge and fire and like, oh, it's like, yeah, what am I going to do if I do make it to the final round and have to come here and make what they want? Yeah. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, like, I could, if I had the shop for it, I would make it happen. But like, unless I would have access to a shop, I could make it happen. But my home shop, there's no way I could make anything like that happen in here. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some pretty legit shops on Forged and Fire, but then at the same time now, I've seen... Well, I saw that one where the dude had a hell of a shop with a power hammer and all that, and the dude he was going up against was like, it looked like he was in a lean-to yeah. with a daggum railroad, you know, anvil, mm-hmm. doing everything by hand, and had to make something long enough to fit the uh, the sword in, you know? That would be an issue for me, is trying to find a way to heat treat something that long. Yeah, because, I mean, they want, like, 30-inch blades. Exactly. Yeah, you ain't got that set up. No. Like, the, the forge itself, I wouldn't have a hard time with that because, like, my forge is, what, 18 inches long? 20, I'd say, maybe, actually. No, 18. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, Mine's 14. Yeah, 18 uh, just seems enormous compared to that. Yeah. It's only four inch difference. I was trying to remember. Yeah, where, 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 18, 18 with a double burner kind of works pretty good for what I'm doing. Like my biggest blade, I'm actually working on that right now and everything went good. Like I didn't have a problem. Yeah, I've got a and, two uh, burner, uh, 14 inch. And I do have another four that could rear end to that and just. Well, but I like to come him. back to Wolf Creek Forge, no, I am not following him my end now. Yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. When I first started, he was kind of one of the ones that I followed. And, man, you know how when you first start, you ask some real stupid questions? <laughs> he was one of the ones yeah, that yeah, would yeah. actually answer them. You know what I mean? But, uh, nice. It, and we've talked yeah, about it a that, million times. The, the, the knife maker community as a whole, and, you know, just makers as a whole, most of them are very willing to help out anybody they can. This comes up on almost every show. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's the, it's a family. Yep. It is. It, and, it, and to me, like, uh, as a, like, I'm, I've been into snowboarding for what, 32 years. Now. I, I just wrote my 32nd or 33rd season this year. And, uh, and it's the same thing there. The, the snowboarding and skateboarding community, the, the music scene, you know, all those people are good people. And you know, I play music in bands. I play shows and you know, I've met bands. Uh, I've been everywhere for snowboarding. I've met cool people everywhere. And now I'm just waiting for COVID to blow off so I could meet a bunch of, you know, other knife makers and go to knife shows and all that good stuff. Because here in Canada, we are very restricted with travel. Like, we can't leave our region right now. We're on complete lockdown. Wow. <sighs> Like we ain't going nowhere, so. So, let's like just, I couldn't say I'm heading to the states to go to the fucking blade show. I can't. That's what I was going to ask you. Pretend there's no such thing as COVID. How? I guess this is kind of a dumb question, probably from your side, but I have no idea. Is it a big deal for a, a, someone in Canada to come to the United States for a show? I mean, do you need passports and all that kind of stuff, or how, well, how does something like that sure. work? A passport for sure. In my case, going to the States and exposing my product and the Blade Show, um, there wouldn't be a problem. There's a fee to pay at customs. You're allowed to cross so much in product value. I think it's like $2,500, I think, or whatever. But you could, you know, you could. 
play with numbers a bit, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But anyways, uh, <laughs> there's there's a specific amount that you could cross with paying a certain fee. Um, it, it's got to be like a, a nice fare or something like that because my old man does uh, rustic furniture and he does a bunch of craft fairs in Maine and he crosses his stuff over and uh, he does a few runs and has a lot of product there too, like tables and all kinds of shit. And uh, it, there's not a problem to cross over. But if you're crossing over to go work, say like if I was going to the States to work as a knife maker for somebody, well, obviously you have to have American citizenship to be able to work in the States. Okay. And uh, I do have that. So, like, I wouldn't have a problem no matter what, like, because I was born in Maine, raised here in Canada. I actually lived in Connecticut for almost nine years. I was out there working construction. So do you have, like, a dual citizenship, or you just... uh... Exactly. Yeah, it's a dual citizenship. Now, coming from the states up there, would it have to be the same way? Uh, From the states, to be honest with you, I don't know. Yeah, I got no clue. I'm just, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I couldn't tell you. But uh, well, my brain's still no, stuck I'm on sure the knives coming through customs. Question. So okay, for me, oh, yeah. I'm I'm still thinking about these knives getting through customs. Stick with me for a second. So in my head, I'm picturing like the Mexican border. You know what I mean? There's like 50 lanes of traffic, and we got these gates. <laughs> I mean, are are they searching you? Like, is this Have border war? Seen the Canada border? It's a just a clearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a clearing. You guys watch too much TV, man. Yeah, I mean, really. I'm, I'm picturing like border wars here, and they got the canines that are trying to sniff a box. It depends where you're crossing, I guess. <laughs> like, it depends where you're crossing. Uh, where I am, the border is dead right now because we can't technically cross unless you're an essential worker. And then you could cross the border, but like, a lot of people would go get their gas in the States because it was cheaper to get gas. Well, right now you can't go get gas in the States. You can't go get milk in the States because milk is a lot cheaper there too. Uh, it's silly shit like that. We can't do it. Anymore. You know, can't go do groceries. Anymore. So if you have to cross into the States right now, you need a good, a good fucking reason to cross. That's weird. Yeah. And the borders, like I said, usually around here, I've seen, like when I was living in Connecticut, we'd come up, you know, a couple times a year, visit family and all that. And I seen crossing at the border at four o'clock at night, and uh, old man working there is two feet kicking up on the desk and he's taking a nap. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that that sounds yeah, a little more chill than the the Mexican side that I'm. Yeah, thinking about. yeah, it's not like on TV at all. Not not up here, anyways. Like I'm sure, like you cross, like in the bigger cities and all that. Yeah, like Detroit to Canada or whatever. Well, Canada's but, probably trying to keep Detroit out. <laughs> I, didn't, I guess I didn't even think that, that was. I almost spit my fucking of beer out. <laughs> Don't waste your beer. Yeah, man, can't do that. Party foul. No, no, no. I, I guess I didn't it's even realize Detroit good. was that close. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think they're right on the border. I, I think you could see Detroit from like yeah, wherever. I'm retarded. When I think Canada, I think Maine. North Dakota and Washington. Like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I know it goes across yeah. all of it. That's, <laughs> well, like, I don't know where Detroit is. I look in up, Michigan. It's in, 
You say Nichigo? I look out my shop window right now, and I'm looking into Maine. Like really? I look across the street. Yeah, I look across the street through the neighbor's yard. There's the river, and then there's me. Okay, so what you need to do it's is right get there. like one of those drones that can hold a package. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah you, you need could to probably be, get it. Yeah, buddy up with somebody right on the other side of the border. Swap addresses. Man, you can make a <laughs> killing on shipping fees. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Fuck yeah, because shipping like I could, if I were to be able to sh- like cross, like I, I mentioned earlier, if I'm going to cross, even if it were to ship a knife from Maine, me crossing to Maine with my box knife ready to ship, I would have to pay. I think it's twelve dollars for an import fee. Mm-hmm. Or export, import, yeah, import fee, and I would have to pay twelve dollars on top of my shipping. So it would end up costing me probably like around twenty bucks to ship a knife, anyways. If I cross in the state, because we're here, it costs me twenty five, thirty to ship to the states. But yeah, I'd save if I get a drone. So yeah, what? What if you had like idea. a knife in your backpack and you were coming to America? Well, yeah, you, you could always go that way. Like, won't say too much here, but yeah. Oh, I was just curious. I'm like, because that seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It, it is like seriously. Like, if I go snowboarding in the states and I cross the border, will I have to register my board here in Canada with the serial number and all my gear? So when I cross back into Canada, that they don't think it's something I bought in the states, and I'm trying to cross over here and save duties and taxes. Oh. I never even thought about stuff like that. I didn't either. It makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, I know, dude. It's, it's a hassle and a half, but I haven't, like, I don't really cross much, well, especially since COVID, but I renewed my passport maybe, what, like two years ago, maybe like three, and, uh, and I had it crossed in like 12 years when I renewed my passport. Yeah, I've, I had no reason to be there, really. It's like, I've never had a going on here except for once. I've never had a pass. I guess I don't have a reason for a pass. Dude, we live in the south, in middle Georgia. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> you don't need a passport to get to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's, it. It depends. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. I hit a button on my headphones. It depends what you want to do, I guess. You know, like, like what's on your bucket list? You say you don't need a passport, but I know I want to get my ass Japan, I want to go snowboarding, and I want to take some blacksmithing, blacksmithing, whatever courses out there. Because I got a few guys on Facebook that are from Japan, and like they do that, they they teach people how to make knives their way. They got that's snow something in I Japan? want to experience. Yeah, they got crazy snow in Japan. Oh, see, there's me like, again. We're crazy. dumb. We're dumb rednecks, dude. We don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, if I think of Japan, I'm thinking like. Hondas and ninjas. Yeah, Tokyo Drifters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know nothing about it. That, yeah, that's that's all the Japan I got. Maybe a monk. Yeah. Monks, yeah. Yeah, they got the yeah no, I, I, I think they're from Tibet. And where's Tibet? I have no clue. Like on the map, I have nowhere. nowhere. Well, I can't talk no more. I have no clue where Tibet is on the map. I was thinking our there equipment was messing up. <laughs> I was too. I was <laughs> like the record was skipping. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little excited. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, we started talking about Japan and snow, and I got overexcited. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, that. I saw snow one time. I went to Tennessee. 
I mean, it snowed here before, you know, but it's it's more like an icy, it's sludgy ice, mess. It's gone tomorrow because it's 80 the next day. Yeah, it's just gross. I did yeah. some snow one time in Tennessee, and I hated it. <laughs> it was so freaking cold and just, why? Why? I mean, <laughs> yeah, why? Because it's so, it's, a, it's like, you can't, I don't know, I can't explain it, I guess. It's like me being from Canada, you know, being raised here and everything like that. It's part of my lifestyle, if you want to say, you know, like, as a kid, compared to kids today, we weren't sitting around with phones in our hands in our rooms all night long doing nothing, you know. Like, I played shows. I was out at the skate park. I was out at the hill snowboarding, and we were always outside playing somewhere, doing something, you know, building fucking cabins. And, you know, kids don't do that no more. And well, I mean, I, we've got here, the same experience here. I guess it's bicycles, snow. not snowboards. Right, yeah. it's just no we got mud. mud. Yeah. 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 We'll play in the mud. Oh, we got mud here, too, though. Yeah, we play in the mud, too. But and the, when it comes to the winter time, we still play in the winter because we've got all the snowmobiles. Those are pretty fucking crazy, too. Uh, like no mud, but there's crazy powder. There's a lot of snow. I'm not into the snowmobiles, like, anymore. I was at one point in life, but... You said you skateboard too, right? I don't skateboard anymore, though. That's what I, I was about to say. Day, yeah, because you're you yeah. said you're forty, and from your Instagram, yeah. you look like a pretty good sized dude. I yeah, I ain't tiny. I'm like two twenty five right now. Oh, you're a little fella. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a little fella. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm short and stocky. I'm five, pushing five ten. Oh, we're all the same height. Dude, yeah, I was going to say, I'm really? 5'10", and I'm right now, I'm probably right at maybe 220, 215 to 220. Oh, I'm 280 at 5'10". Yeah. Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Short round. I got big I've been bones. bigger, though. Like, the biggest I've been was, like, close to 270, closer to 270 than 265, so. Mm. I got, I I got the 235, like... and I went to put my shoes on one day, mm-hmm. and it was a struggle mm-hmm. to reach, and yeah. I said, nope. I gotta do something. I made, I made it like three ten. Yeah. <laughs> Go big girl, what you gonna do? I had a hard time. I had a hard time strapping into my snowboard and that's when I said, Fuck this shit. You know, this ain't right, you know. Like I didn't even enjoy my winter that year. I was like, Fuck it, I gotta do something. Yeah. Took care of it. That's good though, man. You look like yeah. you're in good shape now. I got to the point where yeah, well, I, I was at work. One, I went down to 180 at one point before COVID, and then COVID hit, and then I went way back. Yeah, I, I ain't been 180 since. But the I tried to maintain what I have now. Yeah, but I was always a big boy too, though. Like I wasn't the smallest guy in the crowd, yeah. like in the mosh pit or wherever. So <laughs> it, it was always it was always an advantage being bigger at a show. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, it's it's definitely better than being a little scrawny guy. That's for sure. It, yeah, but the little fuckers could be surprising sometimes. <laughs> they jump on your neck and some of those little kidding. guys are fucking solid. Dude, them little ones will get you. All right, so I used to repo cars, oh, yeah. right? Way back okay. when I, yeah. I was the repo man, and it, it was almost it got to the point where fighting was part of my job. I mean, it wasn't like knock down drag outs. It was pushing and shoving and some blows here and there. But I kind of always proud. Yeah. I took pride in the fact that you know nobody kicked my ass until one day. Yeah. <laughs> I went to get a car, and this little feller he jumped out from behind a bush. He might have been five, 
five four, five five, baby. I mean, if he was a hundred pounds, he was begging for the last two. And he come out and hit me upside the head with a brick. And when he hit me with the brick, he dropped it. So I picked the brick up, thinking, okay, well, I'm fixing to get him. He hit me in the back of the head. He was gone. He was gone and hit me in the back of the head with an open hand slap before I knew where he was. <laughs> he no had ones. me running in circles chasing my tail. I mean, I'm telling you, them little bitty crackheads. The worst woman I had was a little yeah, I haven't had that problem yet, but that sounds like a good time. Oh, dude. It was fun. It was a cool job. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could imagine that. I, that would probably be the kind of job I would do because, like, I kind of like that thrill. Not that I like to, I don't go out say, well, we can't go out to the clubs anymore. Last time I was out in a club was almost four years ago, actually. Yeah. And I don't go looking for trouble, but if there's trouble, you could count me in. You know, I'm there. I'm all along. My, so, my reputation kind of ended up being that at one point in time. Yeah. Like a defender <laughs> type guy. Yeah. Like, I'll jump in. If it's two on one, I'll, be, I'll make it two on two. No oh, absolutely. I'll be the first one to jump in yet. Yeah, so. and, and I get I get I get a rush out of that, you know. Yeah. It's it's always a good time. Me and Bubba used to I've never met my a, match. We used to ride in a motorcycle club together. Wood. And um yeah. if if you're riding, you know, a Harley in a club, you're bouncing back and forth between the bars and there's gonna be trouble here and there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just Oh yeah, of course. I kinda ended up being the one that was It's what we did. In it. <laughs> Always, but uh, I it's like mind. the hockey players here in Canada. You always have the thug of the fucking team. Yeah, well, I've always heard up there if you go to a fight, a, a hockey game will break out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you go to a fight, there will be a hockey game, and if you go to a hockey game, there will be a fight. Yeah. And not necessarily on the ice. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of fights break out in parking lots, in the stands, everything like. When I was younger, my father wouldn't even bring me to local games because they'd come back home with black eyes, and then my older brother. It wasn't safe. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah, the way it is here at the mud bogs. Yeah, well, that's the mud bogs. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm oh, yeah, nervous to take my kids to the mud bogs. Mud bogs are the same thing, too. There's spikes at the mud bogs. There's spikes at the 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 you know, the 4x4 competitions they have with the obstacle courses and all that. There's, there's always a fight somewhere. There's always that one fucking guy that starts shit. Yeah. Yep. And then his buddies get all pumped up, and then, yep, you got to do things. Yeah. Yeah, that's what well, I like. Here. I like being around when that guy is there, though. Like, I don't mind that at all. Like, <laughs> like I said, I haven't met my match yet. Yeah. I haven't, you know, I'm not bigger, stronger than anybody else, but I could take care of business if I have to. No, you just wait. So You'll meet your I match. And, and when you do, he's going to be 5'2, 100 pounds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, bro, well, actually, I, like, I, literally, I've met my match before. My little brother's a little fucking, well, he's not so little anymore. But, like, even, like, at 130 pounds and me being, like, 240-plus pounds, he would roll me all over the place. He's into judo and mixed martial arts and all that. Like, he has no defeats in the ring. He's got three or four belts. Yeah, once you're trained, it don't matter how big you are. If yeah. you're going against someone without no, that training. No, exactly. It's all skills. Yeah, it's all skills and technique. And my little brother has all of that. And like I said, I've seen, I've seen men almost 300 pounds go down in front of him. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing to be done. So like I said, like we said earlier, it's always that little guy. You got to watch out for him. 
I got a little brother too, and uh, the military bred my little brother to be huge. He went into the Air Force at 17. Um, I guess he left at a point where he was going to be 18 before graduation. I mean, he went straight from high school. And I'm only 5'10", so at that point I was I was full grown. You know, I wasn't getting no taller, but I was taller than him. And this little guy came back from basic training. What is that, eight weeks, ten weeks, whatever? He went from shorter than me to six foot two. <laughs> I'm dead serious. They did. I mean, they turned on the turbos, but he didn't put no pounds on. They just kind of lifted him. But I mean, now he's got. Yeah, they filled him in. Yeah. Put him on a stretcher. Yeah, they did. They did something. But that that happens to a lot of people in the military. That I guess that's the way they feed them or train them. Yeah, so no, I could I could only imagine they they don't. I doubt anything's natural there. Just to be honest with you guys, like, if you look at like the bodybuilding world and the fitness world, and then you have military, which would be the elite fit people, if you ask me, you know. Yeah, that's uh, supposed to be. Yeah, there's 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 it's not natural. It can't be. Those guys cannot be that fucking lit. Right. The fucking <laughs> gun. And naturally, like, I enjoy rushes. I wanted to join military when I was younger. I had a back car accident and broke my back and all that, like, 20-something years ago. And uh, so it never happened. But, like, I'm sure there's something else that they put in the juice to get you going. Oh, yeah, it's the steroids <laughs> and the chickens, what they say. Oh, it's got to be something they feed you. Yeah. No I, doubt. I tried to get in, and they turned me away because I had too many tattoos. And now all of a sudden, oh really? Yeah, tattoos are okay. Well, it is now, but back then yeah. you couldn't have any more than twenty five percent of an exposed limb while you're in your dress uniform, which would be a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, and I've got a full yeah. sleeve on my right arm, and most of the left that would be exposed is covered up. But now it doesn't I, matter. Um, I. I got two full sleeves, and they'd probably let me in now. Like you said, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, they they would let me in, but now I'm too old. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but, that too. And I'm fucking beat. I'm dead. I'm broken. Yeah, me too. All my all my combat days are behind me. Yeah, I'm too old and broke apart. Yeah, think about oh yeah, that. yeah. I went from throwing hands to I got a lot of guns. I had a lot of guns until that boating accident. And I lost every last lost one of them. All of them, bro. Every one of them are gone. Yep, they're at the bottom of the lake in somewhere. The like, oh shit! <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's completely a joke. Um, no, <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. Nod, nod, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's no more guns. They're completely okay. Now I follow. We're not trying to get into politics, but we won't go there. Exactly. <laughs> they can't yeah. take mine okay. because I don't have mine. We lost them. Tragic yeah, accident on the lake. <laughs> yep, it happens, you know. Yeah, but yeah, the boat's think, fine. Yeah, the boat's good. <laughs> the boat's fine. About fishing on sober. <laughs> tragic accident. Lost all my guns. Yeah, it happens. Dude, I'm ready no, to go they're, fishing. They're, you go yeah, fishing up there in Canada? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I go. Uh, I do a lot of that small river, like the brook fishing, and I don't do like the the lake, like sitting on the boat fishing type shit. I'd rather walk the river with my waders, all yeah. deep, 
Okay. So when you say brook fishing, is that are you fishing with your girlfriend named Brooke, or is that what we call a creek? Yeah, a creek. It's a creek. creek. A creek, a brook, uh, a small river. You have streams. You have what, what would a small river be considered? Creek. Creek. We got creeks and rivers. A creek. Okay. Yeah. And ponds yeah. and lakes. Okay. Well, we got. Okay. Well, we have streams, creeks, and rivers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. About the same. I could do that. I feel, I feel like I'm getting a like a geography oh, yeah. lesson today. Yeah. I was, did you have a punch yeah. list and does it include geography? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of creek fishing when it comes time. Like right now, I think international waters are fishable. Like we can literally go fish in the St. John River right now, but the waters are way too hot. They're way too cold. So that's the border uh, river, right? Fish small mouth. Excuse me? That's the border river, St. John's? Yeah. Yeah, the St. John River is the border river. Uh, we got um, well, the uh, musky and small mouth bags. The, the river down in Florida then, is St. John's River. Is it the same river? I fuck. I beats me. Probably not. On the same coast. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know the St. John River. No, the St. John River dumps down into the Bay of whatever. I think it's the Bay of Fundy at the bottom of New Brunswick. Don't all rivers eventually dump into the ocean somewhere? That's a song, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We dump out into the bay and then to the ocean, the Atlantic. I think. I don't know. I haven't been to school in 20 something years. Hell with geography, back to fishing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a uh, picture. Well, yeah, that fishing. I, a picture I post, posted fishing up on something. And uh, seven years ago, yesterday, I was out crappy fishing, and I had two big old monsters, man. And now it's, I'm thinking about fishing constantly. I'm ready to get back on the lake. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm ready to anytime. So. Any fucking time. But like I said, like we're, international waters are open. But, uh, like, the small, like, the creeks, we can't go creek fishing right now. And it'd be pointless because the brook trout haven't, can't, like, they're, they're not up that way yet, so. Uh, trout, okay. It's like a whole, uh, yeah, you got to wait till the, 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 the trout goes upstream to go lay their eggs. Yep. And you catch them on the way up and you catch them on the way down. Like, there's, you have to have a decent timing to get good, like, good catches. Yeah, so when I was talking about that one time I saw snow in Tennessee, that was actually because me and a a group of buddies, we went to uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and we spent a weekend up there Mm -hmm. just to go trout fishing. And, you know, we looked it up on the internet and found the right times and all this kind of stuff. And we bought waders and all the little fly reels and all this crap. And, man, we had a blast up there. But we found out after we had been – fishing all day and we had stringers up and down this creek everywhere just loaded that you're not allowed to keep anything <laughs> i mean i'm it's telling you catch and release. yeah it's catch and release and we had stringers in the dirt for a mile <laughs> man i'll tell you a funny feeling is a trout flopping around in your waders because they went home anyway <laughs> it was getting in. yeah i mean we rented a cabin. I don't know um, if you guys hear that. But huh? I got the neighbor cleaning in his yard out with like a fucking two-stroke rubber brush fucking thingy. And he's noisy and loud. Oh, we don't oh hear you're it. good. I don't hear that. I nothing. don't know if you guys can hear that. No. Nah. Hey, you don't hear it? Hold on. Okay. We're good. 
Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, good, like fishing. Yes. Where were you going with that? Sorry, oh, I just right. didn't want to interrupt, but I actually ended up interrupting. We don't know. I don't know. I don't see a punch sheet. Usually, he has a punch sheet over there with things we're going to talk about. I don't see one. I'm telling you, when I first I started this podcast, it was it was so freaking stressful. And anybody that has listened to it from day one, dear Lord, thank you so much. I mean, I feel well, I personally. To, like I said, I listened to the last one, and I listened to the one with Pirate Forge yeah. from Florida, I think, yeah? Yeah. And, uh, dude, I was like, it was a good podcast. It was like every other podcast I've listened to that's, you know, on the Makery Network or whatsoever. It's it's good. It was good material. Well, thank you. Thank you. We are actually not on the Makery Network. Like, I've got that uh, question several times. Put actually. that on your list. Well, no, I'm actually on the Peach. I'm on the Peach Podcast Syndicate, so uh, I guess it is our hometown version of something great. Okay, so I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, the Makery Network is uh, it's a group of podcasts for makers of all different kinds, and it's awesome for makers. Yeah, it's it's awesome. There's a bunch of podcasts. Like I haven't even come close to listening to all the podcasts that are on. I haven't even tried. So they got like, yeah, a, no, like there's that. knife talk, there's work for yeah. it. I listen to knife handmade. talk. I listen to work for it. Is that yeah. something you could share this one and, on? Uh, to? I don't know. There's probably there's people you could get in touch with. That's for sure. Yeah. There's uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff, uh, whatever, uh, Jeff Fader. Or yeah, Peter Jeff Fader. Fader. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's his gig, isn't it? Like, isn't he part of? Okay, so is like it a the network. On this thing, or is it a platform? Well, okay, so this thing here, it's kind of like this here. Ah. Because it's the Makery Network. There's one guy, the wizard, Craig Lockwood. And he is... Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Jeff Fader is... is one of them. Yeah, Jeff Fader's on the, on the Knife Talk podcast with Craig. But yeah, it, that's it, it. it's a group of different podcasts, all kind of centered around making something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a lot of them, like the Handmade Podcast, they don't talk about making anything, but it's an awesome podcast. They keep you entertained, and um, yeah, it will, while you're working, though, that's the thing. Like I listen to these shows when when I'm working in my shop. That's so, what I do. Even if they're not talking about whatever, like making something with their hands, it's still entertaining. Yeah, and and they there's talk. Still, there's you know, still subjects that come up that are. Yeah, and it kind of makes you feel like ahead. you're part of the part of the story you know what i mean like you're you listen to it once a week you can relate kinda, yeah, yeah you get invested your in people it. talking about your stuff right yeah okay so we're doing that that's yeah, what we're no. trying to do well i guess it's, yeah, it's no, somewhat yeah, similar you know i told you we're recording in a studio which is the parkway automotive studios yeah. but it's at yeah, the some people, don't even have that. people are out in the garages <laughs> yeah so i mean he and he hosts a, a lot of different podcasts from this place uh, several of them actually are like wrestling and jujitsu centered, you know, in personal training okay. and things like that. Um, the guy that owns this place, he's been a real good friend of mine since high school. He's big into, uh, I believe it's jujitsu. That's what he was doing the other day. Okay. Yeah. I get them all confused, but it's some kind of mixed martial arts and you know, he, he rolling trains. around on mats. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, so if you listen to the last podcast where we looked at those security cameras and didn't know what was happening for a second, that was him out there practicing his roles in the lobby of the studio where we're at. 
<laughs> yeah, it totally threw us off topic. He's looking at me, and I'm over here looking at the cameras trying to figure out what's going on, and we just had a break. <laughs> I was like, bro, you got to look at the TV, man. Yeah, I had to describe it because, I mean, my jaw dropped when I hit the when I saw the camera because, I mean, I look up and I see a grown man on his knees and another one coming from behind. I'm got, thinking, what's what are we doing here? <laughs> Something's about to happen. I don't. I mean, do I look? Do I call the cops? I mean, then they started wrestling. And we were like, oh, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Do I go? Do I go to the lake and get my guns? Yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> magnet fishing. Yeah. Like, we weren't. Sh- we weren't sure what was going on. Yeah, but it turned out everybody was okay. <laughs> Roll men played. Oh man, this was a good time though. Yeah, this place where we're at is so cool, man. And we're lucky. It's five. I think I, it took me seven minutes to get here because I hit two red lights. Oh, that's cool. I, I caught an ambulance at that bad red light by the house. Uh, it took me a minute. Like I saw a few pictures on your uh, Instagram page for uh, grind and hustle, hustle and grind. Which is it? Hustle and grind. Hustle and grind. Hustle and grind. Yeah, hustle and grind. Yeah, and um, it looks like a sweet setup. Though. Seriously, that studio looks mint oh, for for what you guys are doing. Yeah, it's we're we're spoiled. So yeah, because yeah, like I said earlier, a lot of people are doing it out of their shop or their garage or their, their spare room or whatever. Like, well, see, I so had, everybody's got a fucking. I had three key problems, um, and you know, I talked about it a little bit in the first episode as far as having a podcast. Now, this podcast, I'm having a blast doing it. This is fun, you know, just sitting up here chatting. I'm meeting a lot of people that. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have met otherwise, but there was three, yeah, no, exactly. There was three key problems to me starting a podcast at home. Number one is I don't know how, plain and simple. <laughs> Number two is you know the equipment, and like I mean, I'm looking around this room, and I'm sure you know everything I'm looking at is not necessary, but I mean, there's cameras everywhere. We don't need those. But it's there for a reason. Exactly. And I don't know what to do with it. And number three is even if I had, say, a tape recorder, you know, with a little tiny cassette tape in it. You don't have a computer to do nothing I don't know how to put it out to the world. Like, I can record something all day. I can turn on my little voice record thing on my phone, but how do I get it to the world? You know, I'm just not a, a technological person. See, I can't even say the word. Technological. Technological. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I pay somebody for that. <laughs> I pay people to say words. There you go. I can build things and I can swing a hammer. Boom, boom. Well, I can't. I'm I'm straight up fucking dyslexic and this or whatever all those other fancy medical terms like. I can't. I can't even say my fucking alphabet straight. Like, I can't put down a number straight. Like, give me your phone number. I can't write it out. Uh, I can't read and understand what I'm reading. And I've always been that manual guy. And I'm that kid in school that spent most of his school years in the hallway. Because they just thought I was a fucking pain in the ass. But I was just ADD and everything else. <laughs> yep, same as but I could sit here in my shop all day and do this all day, no problem. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm working on, I'm, how old am I? I I'm 30, We're 37. 37 years old. Yeah. 
and I'm actually working on reading the first book I've ever read cover to cover in my life. Oh, I've been on I'm 40 and I haven't done that yet. Fucking hats off to you. I haven't done that yet. I just made it to page 100, I think. And it's only like 300 and something pages. But it's taken me like three or four months. Because I literally, I like, I'll read a page and I'll get to something at the bottom. And it catches my attention for whatever reason. But then I forget kind of what happened. So I have to start at the top of that page again. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. It just yeah, don't, it don't stick in my head. Yeah, I got to read things a couple times. Dude, yeah. I don't even get through the page. I have a hard time making it through one phrase without having to start that phrase over. Yeah, like I bought the knife engineering book from uh, what's his uh, name, knife uh, uh, nerd or whatever. Larry and Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Doctor Thomas. That's it. I bought his book, and um, there's not enough pictures in there. For me. I was like, just about I, to ask I if there were pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I need pictures, pie charts, and diagrams. Yeah, yeah, pictures of fucking gray structure and diagrams. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't read it. Like, yeah. there's nothing I could do. Like. As a musician, I can't even reach cheap music, but I could play pretty much any instrument out there. Uh, I can't do fucking fractions for shit on paper, but give me a tape measure and I'll do fractions all day. You know, yeah, <laughs> it depends. I think that's yeah. something I've heard before, and you know, people like us that make things, and our brain goes to creating something physical. That that other part of our brain really is lacking. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before. Like we're yeah, not no, it is. we're not dumb, but we yeah. just don't have. Well, that I've heard before. There. I've heard before, like as infants, being either your first steps or your first words will determine which. Come, like, say if you say your first words, like at a young age, it will take you a while to get your first steps in. As a word, if you take your first steps at a young age, it'll take you a while before you start talking right. Hmm. So, like, there's always, and and I always believed in it because I was walking at a young age and I was always doing shit. Like, I, I don't remember what age I was when I got on skates, you know. And, and school, writing, all that stuff, reading was just horrible. Like, there was no way. Being English, like, in a French school, uh, that didn't help either. So oh, like, the struggle shit. was real back then. Yeah, and uh, like, but even in English, like I still can't do any of that. Like my ABCs in English are in French. It's just it's ball ball. I didn't even so think good. about the fact of Canada being French. I never talked to anybody from Canada that didn't speak. Yeah. Well, it's not all French. Like, like our province is trying to fucking push us out of like the, the bilingual state status they're trying to make it like an anglophone fucking like province and like because we're the only pretty much there's our region like the the, the Madawaska County and uh, maybe like one town like southern way that are French and that's it and everybody else is just English whatever's left yeah, everywhere else, like Montreal, like I've seen going to Montreal and Quebec, going to a restaurant and getting better service in English than in French because there's so many, like, people from different cultures and different races there that, like, English is the universal, English is the universal language. So you go to places like big cities, Montreal, you go to Subway, 
go get a sub, you're better off speaking English than trying to speak French. So, and here too, like a lot of people here where I'm from are bilingual as well too, bro. Like, because a lot of us, we're, we're right on the border. We're, like I said, my family's, my mother's side of the family's from Maine. They're all in the States still to this day. Uh, my father's side of the family's here in Canada, but his sister and brother were in the States. Like, the States seems to be the place to go anyways, even though if you're from Canada at some point. But maybe not today, in today's world. Yeah. But at one point it was. Well, do, you, do you speak French? Because <laughs> I, I ended up there too. Yeah, I speak French. Okay. So yeah, like, I speak fluent French. So was that just part and of coming like up, is learning French. both? Or did you learn that later on in life? Or how did that work out? I, I Listen, I went to kindergarten. I made it out of there. I was just quiet, I guess. And I mean, first grade, like at the end of the year, they're like, yeah, no, you didn't really learn anything yet. My parents were like, no, he doesn't really speak French. <laughs> so uh, they made me do that again. And uh, I got through first grade on the second try. Yeah. And barely made it through school. Like I hated school. You know, whoever likes school, good for them. But yeah, I, was I wasn't one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I tried quitting, and my mother wouldn't let me quit, and they were like it would piss me off because my older brother quit school, and she wouldn't let me quit, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> she would quit. You know, there was always a fight about quitting school. Like, I didn't really, you know, school is cool, I guess. Whatever kids should go to school, yes, but like I didn't get much out of school in my case, like because I couldn't sit still in the class. I couldn't. I was always out in the hallway, or as a just expelled from class. I yeah. slept through class <laughs> whenever I was there. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't finish high school. Yeah. I mean, I quit. And oh, you did? It, it was kind of the same. Wrong with that. Well, the, the thing was, you know, I was always not necessarily in trouble. I got in trouble for not going. I was. I skipped a lot of class, yeah. you know, and just, and it was never because I had to go to work. You know what I mean? I just didn't feel like going. Mm-hmm. And I kept getting yeah. in trouble for that. Uh-huh. So I kept telling my mom, like, you know, just, I don't want to do this no more. And uh, it finally came down to the point where I didn't have enough credits to graduate. I'd have had to go, and even summer school wouldn't have. For an extra year. I'd have had to go a whole extra year. So uh, when when I had that talk with the principal, I said, I just, I want to be done. And he looked me straight in the eyes. He said, uh, right next door to our school was a a Votech college where they do GED testing. And they were actually testing the next day. And um, he called my mom up there, and we sat in his office, and he said, well, the test is tomorrow, but you're supposed to go to this GED classes. I said, I don't need no class. I'll go take the test. I quit school that day. The next day, I went and took the GED test, and I aced every single bit of it. My knowledge was there oh, to yeah. do it, but my want yeah. to was gone. I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I yeah. Quit, quit school that day, and I went to work full time. And within a year, right at a year and a half, I was graduating college with an associate's degree because mm-hmm. that was something I wanted to do. Yeah. The high school yeah. crap was just stupid. You know what I mean? I just didn't no, want to do it. It's, it's, no, there's no point. In, well, I can't say there's no point. It could be good for some people, but at that point in time, like I was, I was going out to Connecticut to work on my summer vacations when I was in school. I think from the age of like 14 or 15 years old, I'd go spend my summers in Connecticut work until I graduated and then I moved out to Connecticut. But like, 
I would rather work than go to school back then. And that's why it was always a fight to not go to school. Like I didn't want to go to school. Yeah. I purposely miss the bus to not go to school. Or if I go to school, I take my skateboard. And as soon as I get off the bus, I skate to the skate park. Uh, winter time, I get in with my neighbor. We'd have a snowboard in the back seat of his car, and we'd go to the local hill on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and not go to school. Yep. You know, get drunk and whatever. But that's, like I said, I didn't get much out of high school. Uh, I didn't even take advantage of learning how to weld getting into high school, you know, going there. And I only learned that getting to make it nice. I have never really wealthed anything before that. So if I could go back, if I could go back in time, I would quit school and do what I wanted to do then. I don't think Just school carries way. the same value now that it, that it did way back when. I mean, cause no, no, no. There's, no there, there's so many things they that they're teaching kids that they don't, yeah. They're wasting their time. Every kid in the world has, I guess uh, you could call Google an encyclopedia. Yeah, you know, and they've got a calculator. Yeah, they have their, in their own pocket. potential, too. Yeah. Everybody has their own potential. You can't force somebody and point somebody in some direction. You know, how many people have went to higher education and are still paying, you know, like for college debts and this and that? And, yeah. and they're not even doing what they went to school for. Yeah, they you know how many people I know. Yeah, they need to teach kids the basics of life. Well, they're not going to teach you taxes or any of that stuff. They need to teach the importance of a credit <laughs> no. score, taxes. You know, yeah, no, holding on a checking account. No, I screwed, I screwed myself with that shit being in the states in the big time. Like Uncle Sam was after my ass for a while, but uh, they did teach me how to take care of that in school. You know, own your own business. You have to go to college to learn how to own your own business. I'm like, fuck that. I want to own my own business getting out of high school. <laughs> yeah. You know, I moved to Connecticut. My older brother was there. We worked for ourselves. So. All right. Well, we have been on here about an hour and a half. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Pickle Cutters, congratulations. Yes, sir. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. You are now the longest. Well, you haven't gotten much in, but... Uh, We'll, we'll talk at, a, at another point in time for sure. Well, let me bring this up. I know but, uh, Bubba's got, uh, like he said earlier, he's got two jobs, a wife, and five kids. So he is a. That was serious? <laughs> yeah, that was serious for real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> like heart practices in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. So, uh, man, it's been fun having Bubba on the last two episodes. So we might try yeah, to work no, something out to where the hustle and grind has a has a co-host. Uh oh, we'll see. We'll see what the world mm-hmm. thinks about that. Might have to move it to a different day than no. We'll see what about the wife and five kids say about that. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, the thing is, right now, um, you know, we just swapped over to weekly instead of biweekly. So the episode yeah. we're recording now is coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to record another one. Nice. I'm, I'm shooting for cool. Thursday. That will come out Tuesday. Monday is a bad day for me. Every day, Monday is a bad day. I'm supposed to be in North Macon at 5.30 every Monday. For what? Heart practice for the the 10-year-old. I got five of them. I can't ever remember. Well, brother, you got uh, 25 I, minutes to make I ain't gonna make. miles. I ain't going to make it. I told <laughs> Mama. I was like, Mama, I might not make it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd be late. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Um Again, well, if ever Bubba can't make it and you're stuck, 
in the last like minute, whatever, just to get never know i might be able to help you out oh man i, I, I enjoy listening to you and talking to you man you sound pretty cool too yeah, uh, well, yeah no i'm sure we get along that's for sure i get along with everybody but it's that's how i choose to be <laughs> i, I know, told bubba before we started i said he sounds like uh god what like I tommy say? chong tommy chong yeah i said he sounds like tommy chong yeah you could yeah Dude, I've, I'm I'm three joints in with my three beers. <laughs> exactly. I'm just about finished my third joint, so you you pretty much put the seal on that. Yeah, I'm moving to Canada. I'm like, it's all legal there. Yeah, right. I'm moving, bro. Yeah, yeah, and I was probably ten in by the time we talked yesterday. So, Gracious. what joints or uh, beers? Uh, Both. No, I, I barely drink. I, I I'm a big toker. I do my thing. And I work all day long, and I pretty much burn like 10, 12 joints per day. Bra moving. Like, an ounce, an ounce doesn't last me a week. I need more. Like, we're, that's not legal yeah, here? It's all good, though. <laughs> yeah, it's all legal here. That's what's nice. Like, eat, like, like since day one, even before it was, when it was illegal, it wasn't really much of a problem. Mm-hmm. It was like, I've never been in trouble with the law for smoking weed, and I've been smoking weed since the age of 12, and I'm 40. So, yeah. you know, knock on wood, it won't be a problem. I actually sold weed for the government when I, when it became legal. That was my job at one point. Sold weed for the, the government. <laughs> yeah, because the dispensary is government-run here. Oh. And uh, I, I was working there. Oh, okay, but, like, okay. We, we, yeah, it wasn't my thing, though, like, I was there maybe like three or four months, and then I went back to woodworking. I was doing hardwood floors, uh, not hardwood floors, but uh, stairways and all that. But yeah, that's like, we could talk about that another time if you need somebody <laughs> to fill in or whoever. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I I'm telling you what, I've had a blast. I'm three beers deep right now. Yeah, I'm three beers deep right now, so we, we could go on for a we'll while. Go on, all night, beer, but, but. <laughs> not yeah. sure how long the listeners would stay with us. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. but no, we'll uh, we'll call it at that. And um, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. I'm having thanks so much fun out. doing this, man. I think I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna definitely have some of the people that's already been on on again for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pickles, yeah. you're in line, brother. This yeah. was a good one. I've had a blast. Yeah, yeah, no, cool, definitely. I had a good time too. Like I said, anytime. Like I told Brian too. I said anytime. I've been on his twice. I'm all, like I have no schedule. I have no kids, no wife. Simple life, happy life. <laughs> easy going on my end. So, yeah. like I said, reach out anytime. All right, brother. <laughs> in. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we have had Save It Outdoor Survival in here two weeks in a row now. Me and him's going to do some talking. Uh, I think we got something going on here with the uh, – with the in studio, he can make a weird face at me. <laughs> He's doing dirty things. <laughs> well, we appreciate you talking to us. Yeah. Oh, pickle cutter, man. We've had a blast with you. I've enjoyed talking with We're you. We're definitely going to do it again. And everybody yeah. check out pickle yeah, cutters sure. on Instagram. Uh, cutters with a K, right? Facebook. With a K. Yeah. Cutters with a K, double T and a Z at the end. And what's the group that you were talking about? Uh, you mean the group, uh, my group page? Yeah. 
Is it pickle? No, cutters? I don't use a group page no more. I just have a regular Facebook page okay. now. It's not the group because there's there's two out there. I should just delete the group now because there hasn't been any activity on there since October. Really, right. I just should delete the group and make it the page only. But awesome. there's there's the page. Like I said, there's over two thousand followers there. The more, the merrier. Uh, I'm. <sighs> Probably, if I could bring this up to 5,000 followers on Facebook, I'm obviously going to do a giveaway there for that. Well, we'll see how we can help with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Shout-outs, whatever, appreciate it. Same at your end. Thanks for having me. All right, Uh, man. I was checking out your work earlier, J2, some nice work. Thank you. Definitely some nice work for a guy that works with one by 30s. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that, man, I'm moving on up slowly that, but surely. I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I was like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's all yeah. about how bad you want it. You know what I mean? It might take me longer, exactly. but I mean, I want it just as bad, so I'm going to get it. But, yeah. uh, I couldn't tie my own shoes till third grade, and I wanted that shit bad. It just took me longer, but I could tie my shoes today. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in case, God made slip ons for guys like you. So. Yeah, yeah, no, no slip ons for me, no Crocs, none of that. I oh, love, I love the Crocs. Crocs are life. <laughs> Gotta have the Crocs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of Croc fans up here, too, but no, not my thing. Oh, dude, Crocs are life. But all right, all guys, right. we're gonna call this today. I got to pee. This yeah. has been the Hustle and Grind yeah, podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you again next Tuesday. Yep. Keep on hustling. Keep on grinding. Grind on. Right on.